Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Bienvenidos, señores y señores, to another episode of the Bleed Lows podcast. Um, before we start off the show, let's get the business out of the way. This episode of the Bleed Lows podcast is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online is your number one source for all your betting needs. Get the latest odds, lines, and matchup reports for for football, college football, uh, you know, basketball, boxing, golf, and more. Ben Online continues to be the fastest and easiest way to place your wagers, including live betting. And your favorite casino and card games are available to play right from your phone. So head to the website or use your mobile device and sign up today. Get in on the action because remember, you got to use your promo code BELIEVE, B L E A V, for your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Ben Online, where the game starts. Bienvenidos, Sangrones, the Bleed Loss Podcast. Estamos en vivo. The carne asada is here. Uh, we got, of course, the regular Michael Carrillo. Yes, it was a long time no see. We had a Thanksgiving in there, Michael. So we had to um, we had to respect that. DJ Jesse, how you doing? Um, Tim Rogers says he was. Yes, I noticed that, Michael. Wow, is Tim Rogers reaching out to you, Michael? Michael, are you going to start brokering guests now on the show? Uh, Tim Rogers is joining us. Uh, he just recently was on with Canelo, right, Canelo, uh, for the Diamond Cast. So make sure you guys check that out because as I, from, my, from what you guys were sharing on your Spotify wrapped, it seems like you guys listen to a lot of different podcasts, so I just want to be thankful that you guys listen to ours, that we made the list. So I'm very thankful for that. Um, the ghost of Al Davis, Mr. Rainer Philip Lopez. Bienvenido, my friend. Thank you for joining us. Uh, Simeon, as always, a loyal... Uh, hey, Simeon, give me an update on the Laker game. I know it's getting crazy. Jose Ayala from Bakersfield. That's awesome. Um so joining us on the show this week, you guys can see this, is uh, Canelo's back. He, he's ready to take your guys' questions. We're going to go fast and furious. So whatever questions you guys have, make sure you guys put them in the chat. We're going to do a, a better job of getting you guys involved. This is going to be more of an interactive show. Uh, and look who's back, ladies and gentlemen. It, it's been a while, but La Reina of Playa Larga is here, and she's ready to, to come in with the hot takes. Uh, Juan Ramos at Bleedlos, first time on the live. Thank you for joining us, Juan. I know you're you're a supporter. I know you listen to the show. So I'm glad that you joined us on the live. The live can get a little crazy sometimes. So keep an eye on this chat. Uh, Steven Guerrero, bienvenido, my friend. Okay, so this is how I want to start off this show. Be, I, the winter meetings are coming. They're right around the corner. Before we get into the winter meetings, though, there was some news the Dodgers ended up signing Jason Hayward. Now, $9 million. I know it seemed some people were not happy about that Jason Hayward signing. But to me, before I go into what the real ramifications are of the Jason Hayward signing, 
Canelo, what are your thoughts on Jason, on the Dodgers? That's their, you know, uh, they're starting off the gate with bringing Jason Hayward back. Yeah, you know, kicking off the offseason the right way. We're, we're signing big-time player Jason Hayward. Um, all jokes aside, um, I, it's kind of a move that doesn't really surprise me. Um, it seemed like it was inevitably going to happen just because of, you know, the Freddie Freeman connection, the role he had in the clubhouse. Um, you know, you guys posted, reposted the video of Dave Roberts t- speaking extremely high um, for Hayward. And, you know, he really is a good guy. Um, he definitely had re- revitalized his career with the role the Dodgers gave him. Um, I, I do believe a lot of his stats were inflated because he was playing a platoon role. You know, he didn't get at bats like uh, regularly against left-handed pitching. Um, as for the outlook of what is his uh, role for next year, I, I expect to see more of the same probably um, starting against right-handed pitching um, in right field, maybe shifting to center left, depending on what's happening throughout a long 162 game season. Um, and they've already alluded to Mookie Betts playing a, a bulk of um, games at second base again. So, um, and then besides that, you know, uh, we mentioned Tim Rogers is here. I had him on yesterday. Um, the big thing we were talking about is that the Dodgers roster, the 40 man roster is now completely full. So, um, and with the, the winter meetings, like you said, coming up, um, they do have a lot of work to do um, because if they want to sign some players or trade for some players, they're going to have to kind of shuffle around this 40 man roster. You're leading me where I want to go. Michael Carrillo, uh, save that trade question. I'm going to get to your trade question because I think the bulk of the show is going to be about trade conversations. I just want to start off with this and I want to go to the La Reina, the princess of positivity here. Um, Reina, when you heard that Jason Hayward was the big signing to start off the the offseason, so to speak. Uh, what what are your thoughts on bringing back Hayward? Are you, I, I know you're positive, but do you see any drawback in bringing back Hayward? I mean, the drawback is we we really don't want any more projects, right? That's, I mean, that's what we saw happened last year. And we we really want to try not to have that again this year. But you're paying $9 million essentially for the leadership role. Not only the leadership in the outfield. I mean, look what he did with Outman last year. But just the leadership in the team in general. He's another voice, another positive uh, role model in the clubhouse. So you've got Mookie, you've got Freddie, you've got Hayward. Um, Rojas for another year, depending on how that all shakes out. So you've got a lot of those people involved. The downside is it is it is another project. But he did revitalize his career. I mean, he played a really good game in right field, not only allowing Mookie to be in the infield, but he was in 124 games last year. Like, he did a great job. So th- that leads me to this. So you, none of you, Canelo, uh, Reina, none of you are concerned that this guy's not going to be able to repeat what he did because – if you look at the second half of his numbers, it was not the same as the first half. And I think the thing is, is yeah. that I think the the bar was so low on Hayward that the way he started off the year, everybody was just like, oh, this is great. The Dodgers fixed. They fixed Hayward to a certain extent. I, and I don't know. I'm going to leave this to the numbers guy because Canelo can can break it down. But I think Cody Bellinger has a lot of that same effect. Canelo, if you correct me, uh, if I if I'm wrong, that it seems like maybe his numbers are a little misleading too because he started off strong and then he tapered off. But you know, Bellinger did end up 
I think what he ended up over 300. So I'm not going to sit here and compare Bellinger to Hayward, but that is my concern. La Reina came out saying project. So you still think Hayward is a project right now. Well, because of his age, because of how he did perform at the end of the year. I mean, he was still making great plays, but the, the fact remains that there are younger players out there that could potentially take over in right field. Are they going to have as much experience as, as he does or even Mookie? But if they're not going to play Mookie in right field, who are we going to get right now? Canelo, are you concerned that uh, that Hayward's not going to be able to put up those same numbers and he eventually is going to resort to who he is? All right, so this is where you kind of get the, the different side of me um, and, and Amy too. We're really usually positive. Um, I usually try to find the, the silver lining in everything this front office does. Um, but this is a move that I kind of wish they didn't make. Um, I really think Jason Hayward still can play baseball like at a, a high level. Last year, I was ecstatic for whatever he gave the Dodgers because I don't know if you remember, we got him on league minimum salary for $720,000. The Cubs were paying the rest of that contract because they DFA'd him um, right last November. Um, now you're signing for $9 million. I know people that were encouraging the signing saying nine million dollars is nine million dollars but for a player that's a platoon player at his age for the numbers that he put up his market value was around four and a half to five million dollars so essentially the dodgers are kind of overpaying for a one-year bat i wouldn't have made the move um tim rogers and i agree that you know it's kind of blocking some of these younger guys that i think rightfully deserve a shot to either play for the dodgers or if they're not, they definitely need to be traded. So I, I wanted to start off with Hayward because of the fact that the signing now puts the Dodgers at 40 players. So the 40 man is, is full. So when everybody talks about, well, the Dodgers need to sign Shohei, the Dodgers need to sign Yamamoto. And I, I welcome all the Yamamoto people to come on here and, and attack me because I, I, I don't pay that much respect to your God. But look, all I am saying is this. The 40 man is full. They're not going to be able to sign any free agents until trades are made. Either people are going to be DFA'd or trades are going to get made. So to me, going into the winter meetings, the winter meetings start on Sunday. They're in Nashville. They're from December 3rd to December 6th. The Dodgers have to make room on this roster before they can sign anybody. So to me, the way they're going to do that, Sure, they could maybe DFA some of the candidates that the Canelo had, had already thought they were going to DFA, you know, like Almonte. Uh, unfortunately, friend of the Canesada, Victor Gonzalez is one of those guys, you know. Yeah, they can DFA some guys to make room, but eventually I think they're going to have to make trades. So there's a lot of talk about trades, a lot of rumors. I want to start off with what Michael Carrillo said. Um, this one goes on to you, Canelo. Do you think three relievers for Tyler O'Neill would uh, would swage concerns for Dodger fans about having a full roster and giving us two roster spots? I, I mean, I feel like the type of trades that they're going to have to make, they may have to be bundling, kind of similar what the Braves did, which they traded guys that they were going to non-tender, and they got some sort of value. I mean, to get Aaron Bummer, the Braves trade like six guys to the White Sox and, and between the White Sox and the Royals. So you're going to be seeing trades like that with the Dodgers. That's why when it was announced that they one didn't non-tender anybody um, and then they didn't 
put anybody on that list. They brought everybody back. They tendered everybody a contract. Um, I was a little surprised by that just because even though I don't think the Hayward signing is officially official, so the 40-man still sits at 39, it's still full. They could have freed around three or four spots. Um, some of these other teams, they still don't even have their entire 40-man roster full, so they have pretty much everything to play with. The Dodgers kind of have to do like three things while they're also going after big time free agents. So um, it's definitely stressful, I assume for everybody involved in the behind the scenes, but they must have a plan in terms of getting like Tyler and Neil's like a three for one, everything we've heard kind of from behind the scenes involving Tyler and Neil, it sounds like not much would take to get him. So you could probably even send like a C tier pitching prospect and the Cardinals would probably be ecstatic. Exactly. Uh, Michael Carrillo from uh, our friends over in St. Louis. What we're hearing is I don't even think it'll take three relievers to get Tyler O'Neill. For some reason, the Cardinals are very down on him. So I don't know if we should take that with a grain of salt. Why are the Cardinals down on Tyler O'Neill? But I don't think it would take three relievers. Uh, But if you're going to do it just to make room uh, on the roster so you can make other signings or make other moves, I, I see where you're going with that. Uh, Princesa, uh, Jesus Jaquez tells us Glasnow and Randy Rice Arena. What package to make it happen? That's the name. Not Glasnow, not Oppenheimer. It's Randy Rice Arena. If you believe the rumors, as uh, the ghost of Al Davis, Mr. Raider Philip Lopez says, there's going to be a fire sale in Tampa Bay. So if Randy Rice Arena is truly available, don't the Dodgers, I, I we're going to get into the other trade rumors, but a package of Glasnow and Randy Rice Arena, how enticing is that for you, Reina? I mean, but who are we trading for that? Are we are we giving up a bunch of our rookies for it? Are we are we dumping are you Taylor? Not, are you not uh, are you not in the corner of trading Michael Bush and Miguel Vargas? Sending everybody. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, wasn't it? Uh, it was Juan Toribio who was like, you know, if you've got the players, move them. That like you're supposed to do all of this now rather than just holding all of these guys. And and I mean, to to a certain level, I agree. But if if he's a left fielder, I mean, are we are we keeping Chris Taylor? Then what are we doing? Because at that point, we've got Rojas, we've got Gavin Lux, and now we've got Taylor sitting at shortstop. Then. And we're giving uh, up a bunch of players while we're like kind of gumming up the infield. Does this mean Chris Taylor's a trade chip? It, I mean, is he viable at this point? Canelo, do you kind think? Of a rocky that- year last year. I brought it up last time I was on here. I, I think Chris Taylor should be a trade chip. I think if there's any way they can get out of his $15 million AAV for this year and next year, they should look into that. I don't think anybody would really kind of, I don't think Chris Taylor entices anybody. So I imagine he's going to play out the rest of his contract. But um, when Kiki was traded back, Taylor's numbers in the second half did go up. And I think it's just because he was more consistent. I I don't think Taylor is fit for the role of playing like three or four positions between third, short, second, left field. Um, I think maybe like infield is more of his style, maybe second base and left. Let it be that. Um, but if they trade for Randy Rosarena, that would just be your straight up either maybe even right field, like where he plays for the Rays. Like, who cares? Jason Hayward, go play left. You know, we got you for a one year deal. So, um, <laughs> but other than that, you know, 
Yeah. I, I, I think Taylor's that. great in left field, but I don't really like him in the infield. I think if you're going to go infield, you go somebody like Kike. I mean, I know we don't have him right now, but he there was it way is. better. There uh, it is. Oh, the, always Kike. Who, who's hey, the even, first person to mention Kike on the show? La Reina. La Reina actually, can... Tim Tim just brought it up in the comments uh, quite a few back, saying that we should have picked him up instead of Hayward because he is a better utility player. We saw him play at third base, second. He, I mean, he played the entire infield. We shifted him over to, to first base quite a few times. He can also play the outfield. He's a more consistent player. Maybe when he doesn't have that hernia issue going on, he's a more consistent batter, but his numbers still improved when he came over to LA. I'd rather have him get rid of, maybe move Taylor, use him as some trade bait if you can for whatever value you get and then kind of shift around out in the outfield. Uh, for those of you that are joining us, welcome to the Jason Hayward Fan Club. Appreciate Marching in Chowder Society. A lot of love for Jason Hayward on the show to start it off. Michael Carrillo, not a fan of Hayward. He needs to be platooned, and this is not, he is not a postseason performer. Jose Ayala, thanks to the Reina, exactly. I say no more players with salvage titles. Um, Tim Rogers, the repeat is a concern. Rather have Kike to provide. Yes, there you go. You know, La Reina needed some support because there's not enough love for Kike on this show. So Tim came in for the rescue. Um, Juan Ramos, he likes Jay Hay, but he does have a feeling he's going to regress next season. Um, Michael Carrillo brings up an interesting point. The only delays the inevitable on having to develop players. Now, here's the question that we're going to get, guys, is... If they're going to trade people, I think it's those young people, those young players. So we don't have to worry about developing any anymore. Like if it's true, if you can get a Randy Rice Arena, it, it's going to be Vargas. It's going to be Michael Bush. But the problem is, is coming in on this Canelo. I think those are the only position players that had value. I mean, we don't even mention Cartaya anymore, right? Yeah, I mean, so. Arguably the biggest strength of the Dodgers uh, minor league farm system that has been talked about by pretty much every baseball YouTuber I watch and, and even in the national media is their pitching. And I think they are going to be very hesitant to trade from a position of strength because, I mean, yes, I, I, we want them to go out there in free agency or in the trade market to get starting pitching. But those teams are going to those teams in trade are going to ask for starting pitching in return. Emmett Sheehan, Ryan Pepio, Bobby Miller, even Gavin Stone, I still imagine that they're all probably going to be on the team come this in 2024. And, and I believe the Dodgers kind of need that because they don't have much pitching and they don't craft pitchers that go longer than five or six innings. And that's just kind of a – that's their philosophy in pitching right now. You know, Tim Rogers pretty much alluded to it. He sees it up close with, with the Dodgers minor league development system and everything and how they train these guys um so i don't see them getting traded um in terms for a guy like randy rosarena i'm willing to like open the pretty much for anybody if they if they want and when i look at the rays roster the thing they desperately need is actually mlb ready pitching they they're they're most of their top prospects are all position players the dodgers they have position players that they can trade in their minor league system but it's these pitchers that are going to get the job done no matter what type of deal is getting made. And that's why, I, I mean, obviously the MLB offseason is always slow, so that's why no trades have been really big. But that's why the Dodgers really aren't as, in my opinion, active in the trade market as a lot of these people think.
Uh, DJ Jesse coming in here. Give DeLuca the chance to play. You know, Johnny DeLuca is a very interesting player to me because I don't know what to make of him because I don't think the Dodgers have really given him a chance. Uh, Reina, what are your thoughts on Johnny DeLuca? I mean, is this guy someone the Dodgers maybe should give an opportunity or is, is this guy taking up a roster spot? And if you have an opportunity to get an impact player, you need to do whatever it takes to get that impact player in. I mean, I don't think we saw enough of him last year. I mean, he only came up for a couple games. The The minors, as we know, are a lot different than when they come up to the show. So, I mean, definitely give him a shot. But I think there's other ways we can also clean up the roster, too. Like, we have some pitchers that we're still carrying that haven't played in, like, a year, two years. So, you know, are there other ways that we could clean are this up? Are you slandering Trinan? Is that what's going on right now on this show? The words came out of your mouth, actually. <laughs> I, I mean, Fayerson, like... There, there's just some pitchers that, that we still haven't seen what they can do. And we've got these rookies that still aren't really getting a shot. You've got even Look, when Danny Duffy pitches a game, you guys are all going to eat your words, man. That's going to be the, that's the signing that's going to put Friedman in the hall of fame is the when? Danny Duffy. When, <laughs> when are we going to see him? Or when Cole Hamels pitches for the Dodgers. I, I mean, I, I, I like the, like to go off of like the pitchers, I feel like it doesn't really matter how many pitchers you sign. It's like for Trinan, Firezin, like if they're only make like the Dodgers can eat like a million dollars, which is what they're making. It's the position player pool that kind of makes me mad because we've already mentioned with Hayward that I like I would like to see the Dodgers get younger. I would like to see them get more athletic. And Michael Bush, DeLuca, Andy Pajes, like these guys should be coming up to make an impact. Um, but you can continue, Amy. I was just going to say, too, that was like their opportunity was last year. And we didn't really do that because we signed so many reclamation projects. And th that's not anything against those players. Those guys have experience. We got where we got. We won 100 games. But last year was supposed to be that year where we really stretched them out, infield, outfield, pitching. And really, the pitching's the only one outside of like Outman who kind of got a shot. So now we're we're back in the same boat with these guys. Not really. Get, we didn't see Deluca. We didn't see some of the other ones that that came up. So I, I mean, I'd like to see them, but at what cost? At this point, uh, Michael Carrillo coming in. We shouldn't be platooning at all these positions. Um, I, 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 I understand what you're saying, Michael, but I just feel like this organization they subscribe to it and they're, they're not going to go away from it. I'd be surprised if they if they did stop platooning. Uh, Tim Rogers. Doc is going to play Hayward no matter how bad he gets. I mean, we know it. You know, Dave Roberts likes veterans. And I don't know if it's just even Dave Roberts likes veterans. If it's not maybe the organization itself, they like veterans. Uh, Jose Ayala, uh, guys, that was just Freeman wanting him back. Hayward is done. It's a waste of money. Maybe they will trade him. I, I mean... If they trade, if they can get anything for Hayward, I mean, it's going to be a throw-in. I'm not, uh, I'm not sure about that. Michael Carrillo, Yamamoto is legit. Look, I'm not saying he's not legit. What I am saying, and it seems like I've upset a lot of people about this, I don't see, I, I don't watch Japanese baseball on a regular basis. I don't watch Japanese baseball as much as I watch the Major League Baseball. Okay, so I am not comfortable. Speaking about Yamamoto, when I haven't seen him pitch every day, 
I have seen other Japanese pitch, pitchers come and face major. I mean, when they come to Major League Baseball, they are facing the best players in the world. So, yeah, Yamamoto may come here and he may kill it. All I'm saying is I'm not going to talk about him like I'm an expert on Yamamoto because it seems like there's a lot of people out there who are experts on Yamamoto. So to me, a lot of people watch more people watch Japanese baseball than I thought, because everyone seems to to know a lot about Yamamoto. So, Michael, I, I take your word because I know you're very knowledgeable. So if you're saying Yamamoto, I look. I, I can't wait to see him pitch in Major League Baseball. I want to see how he he does. Um, it may take a while, you know, for him to to adjust. Um, but if he's as good as everyone says he is, I I, I want to see him play. Um, Tim Rogers letting us know that nothing is official, so forty man is not full yet, so it's it's not a problem. So um, then I'm expecting a lot of signings when the winter meetings start, Tim. Once the Dodgers are out there, then I'm expecting them to, to address some of these needs. Uh, Doom Sal, welcome. Bienvenido, my friend. Uh, the ghost the ghost of Al Davis, Mr. Raider. Philip Lopez with the Andrew Friedman love, playing chess, not checkers. Um, Victor Fuentes. Victor Fuentes, are you the Victor Fuentes from uh, K-Rock? The one that made uh, that with Kevin and Bede made famous with the that's too much information. If anybody uh, knows that reference, let me know. Victor Fuentes is chiming in with "We need Randy Arosarena." Uh, Kurt McLaren, front office, uh, doing nothing. I guess Jason Hayward is going to pitch now. Pathetic. Uh, look, Kurt. Here, here's the it's the first move. The Dodgers aren't done. I am very curious to see their approach on how they go ahead and build this team. Um, Simeon letting me know that the Lakers got killed and lost. So thank you. Uh, uh, thank you very much, Simeon, for that. Um, Michael Carrillo bringing up some interesting names here. Cartaya. Landon Knack is a name that I hear a lot. We had we saw Gavin Stone last year. Vivas. So Michael Carrillo is saying Cartaya, Landon Knack, Gavin Stone and Vivas for Rice Arena and Glasnow. Do you make that deal, Reina? I I don't want to give up the pitchers that we have right now when we haven't actually gotten any other ones yet. So for me, no, not yet. Canelo? It's uh, I'm too, sorry, go it's ahead, Reina. Oh, no, I was just going to say it's too shallow of a pool of pitching right now. And to give up pitchers when we don't have any others in return, no. Yeah, I mean, I, I play around uh, for what it's worth. I mean, pretty much everyone that kind of looks at trades. Baseball trade values is pretty good starting point to get an idea with trades. I looked into kind of what Arreo Zarena's value is and Glass now. I mean, Glass now is making $25 million. He's only got one year, so he's technically a one-year rental guy. You don't know if you're going to extend him. He's got around a 10 to $13 million value. And then a Rosarena is the, the big chicken. You know, he's the one that's worth almost like 35 to $40 million. So it's going to take a lot of prospects because not only he's not a one-year rental, he's three years of control and he's three years of cheap control. Um, it's going to take a lot out of that player pool that, that Michael mentioned. I really don't think other teams are going to be in and on Cartaya. I, I just don't. They saw the, the stats that we all talked about. I'm still have hope but even Dalton Russian kind of pretty much overlapped him in the prospect pool um and I'm more excited for Dalton Russian just because of his age and 
how he showcased himself. So I think he'll be a name that teams will want. In terms of the Rays, they're going to want pitching, and that's probably why they would probably want to pair Glass now and Rosarena together. I think that's where these rumors are kind of coming from because trading Glass now by yourself, you're not going to get much. Trading a Rosarena and Glass now, now you're enticing a, a lot of teams, including the Dodgers, because you know for everything I've seen, it kind of make makes a lot of sense for the Dodgers to kind of look into a trade like this, and this wouldn't be the first time they've done it. I talked about it on my podcast yesterday. It, it's it, it seems very similar to the Trey Turner Max Scherzer trade. Um, Landon Knack is a, a an arm that I think the Dodgers would try to get rid of. I think Stone is expendable. I would look into that. Vivas, I'm not too keen on getting rid of um just yet but i think it's a good starting point um but i think you're gonna need maybe like one or two more players to get a deal done michael carrillo if the rays will take that deal i agree with you i have no problem uh with that deal uh and De- tim rogers coming in hot saying if landon neck is 27 they trade rebus and he riots um look michael i I'm okay. You have to give up something to get something. And to me, Randy Rice Arena is the, that's the guy. I I love that dude. I mean, what he did in the World Baseball Classic, what he did against the Dodgers when they played him in the World Series. That's a dude that I feel like he's not afraid. I mean, he, he seems like he has ice in his veins. And in the postseason, I wonder what would it, having a dude like that on your team, what the, how does that affect the rest of the team in the offseason? If you in the postseason, if you see a, if you have a guy like Randy Rice Arena going out there leading the, the charge and being passionate, does that help the rest of these guys actually hit? I, I, what do you what do you uh, Reina, what do you what do you think about that theory? I'm I'm still wondering, like, if we put him out in the outfield, we're kind of we're, we're maxed out there. And then we also want to see Johnny DeLuca out there. We don't want to trade him necessarily. So then where where are we putting him? Are we platooning him with with Hayward? And then he's not going to get full time out there. So where are we sticking him? I'm Rice Arena? For mm-hmm. Rose Arena, I'm telling DeLuca to kick rocks. That's what I'm telling <laughs> him, unfortunately. <laughs> Um, cause you mentioned postseason, man, I, I like looking at his postseason stats. They're ridiculous. His regular season stats are pretty much like above average where you're going to get like a guy that's playing like 140 to 50 games can steal bases, hit home runs, but his postseason stats, 336 batting average, uh, 1.1 OPS, 11 home runs, 17 RBIs. He would instantly probably be the best Dodgers postseason hitter right behind or equal to Freddie Freeman, even though Freddie Freeman didn't have a good postseason last year. In his career, he's been a very good postseason hitter. Um, But he plays with fire, um, Puig-esque, without all the extra Puig, as Tim Rogers liked to put it. Um, But I would definitely do the trade in a heartbeat. I'm free to exchange names. I just don't really see why the Rays are in a position to trade a Rosarena at all. So I'm not going to get too hype about it because I really don't think he's on the move. But I would do it. I would like any names that the Rays are asking for. I'm all game. The Dodgers got to get rid of some of their prospects because if you look at their age, like Tim brought it up, if you look at their ages for a lot of these prospects, they're getting old, dude. Like 26-year-olds, 27-year-olds still in AAA. That's kind of torture for these guys. Just give them an opportunity to play somewhere. 
Um, trade away Michael Bush, trade away Knack, like anybody that's like 24, 25 and up, get them out of the system so they can thrive somewhere else, get whatever value you can. If you got to do a six player for two player, like Glass now and Rosarena, I'm probably going to do it just because I think the Dodgers need to change their mindset to like, I think they're a really good run organization that they're going to be in contention every year for the foreseeable future. But you got to take the window that Freeman and Betts are on right now and you got to go all in. And, and that's just what I would think they have to do these next two years, just because once you get past that, now you're going to start getting into Freddie and Mookie, probably going to get on the decline. So go all in on a Rosarina if he's available. Go in on Otani. Just build another super team to lose in the NLDS to the Rockies. It's fine. Gives us something to talk about. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, Tocada DJ, uh, Friedman playing chess. What's that gotten you? One World Series in a 60 regular season? There we go. That's that's the kind of energy we're looking for on the on the Envivos. Victor Fuentes, trade Chris Taylor. Uh, you know, as as we've said, what is the value for Chris Taylor? Can you get I wasn't he mentioned in the um uh, in the Cardinals trade last year, supposedly for for Arenado? Yeah, uh he was. So I, I don't know. Will the Dodgers revisit that? Will anybody else bite on Chris Taylor? Uh, does anyone else feel like they're the Dodgers and they can fix Chris Taylor? Like Canelo said, I think once he got the opportunity maybe to play more consistently, you saw his numbers were, were improved. Uh, Michael Carrillo feels Taylor is your utility man. Um, Jose Ayala trade prospects for rings. I like that. Victor Fuentes, Kike Hernandez can be our utility man. Now that brings, yes. I, I want to go to the arena on this because you saw, I know you saw the picture that Kike posted on his Instagram where he was, you know, promoting some sort of sweater, but he was wearing a Dodger hat. So Reina, I know you want Kike, uh, you know, the Dodgers, I don't know what it's going to take, how much money he wants. It seems like Kike, when he left, he wanted to be an everyday player. And it seems like towards the end of last year, when you heard him, um, it seemed like maybe he realized, you know, maybe being a utility player coming off the bench uh, isn't so bad, or maybe it, I'm better that way. How do you see, do you think there is a spot for Kike next year on the Dodger squad? And how does that happen? I don't know how it happens at this point, how we shift people around. I mean, if you can throw Taylor in as a as a trade ship with maybe some of the rookies, you just kind of toss them in as part of the package so that that opens up a spot on there. But I think Kike is the better utility player. He, I think he always has been. Once he left, he already said when he came back, like he's he's willing to do that platoon role where maybe he was a little bit humbled when he left Boston and thought he would be an everyday player. So I think if you can get him in that platoon spot, he can – if we're going to put Muncie at third base, he can at least spell Muncie at third. He's he's like I said, he's good in any of those spots in the infield and he can play the outfield. I think we'd be I think we'd be dumb to pass up on that because he can play all of those spots really well. We all forget how clutch he is until he's out on the field. You know, um, Tim Rogers coming in here saying uh, they need someone to cover Muncie's defense in late innings. Kike is that guy. Tim, I'm just going to throw that out there to you. I don't know. This may be a little crazy, but is there a possibility that if the Dodgers strike out on Shohei and let's say that J.D. Martinez wants a payday and some other team gives him his last payday, 
Could we be seeing Max Muncie as the Dodgers DH next year? Is that a reason why maybe the Dodgers picked up that option on him? Canelo, your thoughts? I mean, it makes sense um, in a vacuum. I feel like the most logical answer to losing out on Otani is pivoting back to JD and then going for someone on the pitching market. Um, I mean, they did get Muncie to take a little bit of a pay cut. They got him for an extra two years. There is the possibility that maybe he can be traded. I don't, I don't think the Dodgers would blind face him like that because of everything he said in interviews since the extension. It sounds like he's probably going to play the rest of his career in the with the Dodgers. But you know anything can happen, and it is a business. But I, I feel like it does make logical sense because I do think JD is going to get a payday because he's probably not looking for a one or two year deal. He's probably looking for something like a three year deal. And there are teams that need offenses that would do that. The Mariners, Marlins, these are teams that have been attracted to him. Um, I could see Muncie moving back to DH. I feel like that's better for him, but then now you have a hole at third. So what are you going to do? Are you going to put um, Bush there? Cause I know he didn't start playing third base until last year in the minor leagues. And he graded out worse than Muncie. Um, you could sign Kiki back, but I think with the signing of Hayward that probably pushes him away. And I still think deep in his heart, I still think he could start for all probably like half the league at any position, whether it's left field, shortstop, second base, there's going to be a lot of teams interested in that um, versatility that he offers. I just think he probably prices himself out of the Dodgers like contract. Like if Hayward's getting 9 million, Kiki's going to get more than that. And I don't think the Dodgers would value that because they've already talked about training Miguel Vargas and all these other guys to do second base, third base, left field. Uh, Brandon Gomes said himself at the uh, GM meeting. So they would probably say, all right, well, instead of giving Kiki that $14 million deal that he wants, we'll just give the guy that's making less than a million dollars a chance to do it. It's a it's a win-win for us, if, even if they don't work out. Um, but I would like to see Kiki back, but it, it's just the way the roster is constructed. I think you've got to go with Muncie as, as your DH no matter what. I mean, I know everybody wants Otani. I'm the dissenter there. I don't I don't want him. But I think Muncie gets on base. Like, he splits he splits the difference. He's either hitting or he's walking. But he gets on base. So he can be your DH. Whether I don't know that we bring back JD. Uh, I don't know that that's even on the table. His injuries late in the season, they were, they were deferring that to, to wear and tear it's not going to get any better. And if he can't play during day games, that puts us at a deficit. So do you bring back somebody like Turner who might be a little bit cheaper? Um, he had pretty much on par a season with JD. I think JD led a little bit more, but batting average wise, they matched up pretty good. And then you also get Turner in the wings as far as coaching, maybe down the line managing or something like that. I, I don't know what they're going to do, but I think you need to bolster third base no matter what. I think if they lose out on Otani and they pass on JD, just go get the clear, obvious choice. The like arguably one of the best defensive third basemen in the free agent market, Matt Chapman, and he's been heavily linked to the Giants. So why don't you just, throw, you know, get a bird with two stones? You know, like get it done. You block him from going to the Giants, and now you pretty much covered up a hole. And I, I think Gavin Lux taking over shortstop. I, I mentioned it before. He doesn't entirely grade out super well at short, but that's also because he has had limited playing time there. I think he's a pretty athletic guy. I think he's going to recover well from his his injuries to his knee. I think it'll be a really good left side of the infield that way. Um, but in terms of Otani, I, I really think they're still going to be all in on him. So it just sucks that it looks like he's going to be a DH for the next couple of years. 
with the possibility of maybe moving to the outfield later down the line, but we're talking about the right now or the next two or three years when once he's on the team. Yeah, I, I think the right now is what the focus should be because as Canelo said, Mookie and Federico are not getting any younger. Um, I want to catch up on some of these comments here. Uh, the ghost of Al Davis, Mr. Raider, Philip Lopez, uh, referring to Chris Taylor. Chris Taylor's defense is good in the outfield, but his offense can be spotty at times. You mean the human strikeout, Chris Taylor? I know what you're talking about. Um, DJ Jesse, agree, would rather have Kike. Doom Sal, more love for Kike. Kike over Hayward, no question about that. Victor Fuentes, trade Cartaya. I, I can't. I'm sure there is, and maybe the, the, you guys on here will tell me. I can't think of another Dodger prospect that has dropped so quickly in value. I mean, just a year ago or or, or two, everyone was like, Cartaya was an untouchable. Like, people were comparing his swing to Mike Piazza, and now people can't get rid of Cartaya fast enough, or they just don't think we can even get anything for Cartaya. Uh, Mr. Seabad, don't disrespect your elders. Leave Hayward alone and give him his Geritol. Uh, Tim Rogers, Andy Pajas has a ton of value. The catchers are huge also. You know, with Andy Pajas, I'm really curious, if he didn't get hurt, would we have seen him? And he seems like he's a, a kid that has a lot of power. Canelo, what are your thoughts on Andy Pajas? Yeah, if he didn't get that shoulder injury and the surgery, um, he would have been the call up instead of DeLuca. Probably no question about it. Um, I'm extremely high on him. He does have a lot of uh, a power tool. Um, he would slot in pretty well. You know, say he he's definitely going to be in contention to make the roster this spring. Um, he's one of those guys that the Dodgers seem to be really high on. If he's not traded, I would definitely give him a shot to make the roster and play left field next year. Um, just because, you know, you can't keep him in the minors forever. Um, but I definitely think he was going to make an impact last year. And he was projected to make the, the, the team last year at some point by MLB.com. Um, they said his ETA was, was 2023. So um, he's definitely due. Uh, Reina, you go to spring training every year. Uh, what were your thoughts? Uh, did you see enough of Bacchus to be able to be curious about him or even impressed? I mean, he's one of those ones, there was like a whole handful, right? The Luca, Pajes, um, I'm trying to think, Bush, like all of those guys trying to to kind of get a sense of it. But I think in spring training, at least the games that I was at, um, our guys weren't really winning the games. They were just trying to figure out how to work together. So I'd, I'd like to see them get a little bit more major league playing time so that we could actually see what that looks like, what that translates to in the regular season. Let's catch up on some more comments here. Jesus Jaquez, isn't Cartaya an asset? Because I can see him, DF, they can DFA Barnes and his $1 million contract. You know, Austin Barnes to me is very interesting because if Kershaw doesn't come back, like it always feels like Austin Barnes is only on this team because of Clayton Kershaw. Now, I am very skeptical. I don't. I'm not confident that Kershaw is going to be able to bounce back from that injury and pitch halfway through the season. Um, so if that is the case, does that mean we're finally going to see maybe the, the end of I, look, I, I know there was a lot of Austin Barnes hate, but towards the end of the season, he actually turned it. He was starting to hit. I mean, maybe it was because he was so abysmal at the beginning of the year. Um, but, Am, Reina, am I that off base in the fact that we might be seeing 
the end of Austin Barnes's uh, tenure with the Dodgers? I mean, those two home runs at the end of the year were were great. I mean, how can you not bring him back? Um, <laughs> I mean, I think I think he's had better years. I just this is we keep saying let's give the young guys a chance. So if we have somebody who is like some of the some of our listeners are saying like Philip Lopez, he's an automatic out. <laughs> why are we why are we not giving some of the other guys a shot at that point? Yeah. Uh, let's catch up with some more comments here. Jose Ayala, maybe team-friendly contracts for Muncie and Hayward are a possibility of a sign-and-trade bait since contract money is low. Uh, just an option, breaking news, ladies and gentlemen. Lance Lynn just gave up a grand slam. Uh, Michael Carrillo, uh, DeLuca is projected to hit basically the same amount of home runs as Hayward. You know, that to me is a little depressing that we have that because then you automatically have to sit there and wonder, well, if that's the case, why aren't they giving DeLuca a chance? He's going to be cheaper. It's like what Canelo had said. If you spend less money on Canelo that, I mean, on DeLuca, that's more money that you can throw at your other holes that you have. Um, but I, I, they really love Hayward's presence in the clubhouse and, and they just, you can't, Look, I've never played Major League Baseball. I, I Maybe that is important, but if you can get the same level of production from someone else at a lower price. The other thing I think also that they like about Hayward, and correct me if I'm wrong here, Canelo, he's left-handed. Yeah, and it, it's kind of surprising how quickly they did get a deal for Hayward in because you bring up a great point. He is a left-handed hitter. Their the Dodgers lineup last year at their best was the all lefty lineup against right-handed pitching. The the all the the dominant lineup. That's where they scored their runs. That's where the all their good offense came from. Obviously, the biggest you know free agent this offseason is a left-handed DH in Otani. So it's kind. Of, I feel like they're starting to get closer to this where they're too left-handed heavy. Mm-hmm. Because we've also seen rumors, I, we've seen them floating around. We'll probably get into it later. Jock Peterson may be coming back. Yeah. That's another lefty bat. Hayward's a lefty bat. Like you can't have too many lefties because then the biggest Achilles heel for the Dodgers. All right, so in the playoffs, the left-handed star is going to come in there, and then they're going to get shut out. So how many times have we seen that? Even even in the regular season, um, they need to kind of invest in some better right-handed hitters. Um, in my opinion, they need to have some flexibility on that bench and a lot of their prospects position player wise in the minors are right-handed. So they're right there. Cheap option for you to let them come up. That's why I was against the Hayward signing at first, especially in my mind, I'm still pretty confident that Otani's going to be a Dodger. So that kind of replaces one of your lefty bats, like Hayward leaving, go get a righty bat to replace the, the production from Martinez that we're going to lose. Cody, do you take Jock as your backup to Rosarena if if we can't get somebody like that? Do you bring no. back? <laughs> I am I'm done with reunions. Um, I think a lot of these unless fans, it's Kike, unless it's Kike. Sorry. I'm done with the I'm done with the Kiki reunion too. I think we kind of <laughs> got to rip the band aid. I keep seeing I see so many tweets about Bellinger, Jock. 2020 was a great year. I had fun that year too. Besides all the pandemic stuff, you know, we won the World Series, but you got to move on. Um, I think there's other, there's better options out there. I've been preaching it for weeks and in my little fan club, I love Kevin Kiermeyer. He's a gold glover out there. I would slot him right into left field. 
And I, I think the Rays connection with him and Andrew Freeman, they were extremely close on coming to it together on a deal last offseason. He just went for a little bit more money and guaranteed playing time with the Blue Jays. And he had a really good season. Um, he played against lefties, didn't have the best stats again uh, against them, but he's still a guy out there. And I like the glove. I think the Dodgers need to get extremely better at defense this upcoming year. They need to get more athletic. Even Kiermaier at his age, he's statistically one of the best outfielders, not in recent memory in baseball history. So go get him. Go get him. I, I love him. Go get him. All right, let's uh, let's catch up on some of these comments here. Uh, Victor Fuentes uh, letting me know that uh, uh, Duffy got released. Um, yeah, um, I, I'm, you know, my, uh, uh, what's the, my sarcasm. You don't have the roster memorized? <laughs> my sarcasm sometimes doesn't play that well. So, uh, uh, but uh, Mr. Seabad, do not trade DeLuca. He's the wonderful high school ex that haunts you the rest of your life. I, I don't, I'm. Like I said, I don't know what to make out of DeLuca, but if he pans out to be a really good player, that, that is going to suck. Uh, Mr. Seabad, once again, the Dodgers need young athletic players that can produce runs. Welcome to the new age of baseball. That, to me, is exciting baseball, Mr. Seabad. Uh, just an option. Otani is not good enough to play for the Dodgers. Okay, that's a strong take. Uh, DJ Jesse, DeLuca made some good plays in the outfield speed. Victor Fuentes, shout out from Compton. Uh, the ghost of Al Davis, Mr. Raider Philip Lopez. What do you think Urias is going to sign with? Los Toros de Tijuana or Los Charros de Sinaloa? You're absolutely right. I do think uh, he's probably going to end up in the Mexican lead uh, there. Uh, Michael Carrillo, uh, uh, you should have Yaku Cosmetolitan. Uh, okay. He specializes in NPB. I'm pretty sure he lives in Japan. He's very knowledgeable about Japanese baseball. Okay. Babyface, you got that? Let's get this guy on. I would love to be able to have him learn me the ways of, of some of these players. Uh, Brian Hawkes, once Otani signs players, uh, we'll start signing in teams. Once Otani signs players, we'll start signing and teams will be very aggressive. I think you're right, Brian. I think that's what's happening. Everybody is waiting for Otani. Once that domino goes down, then I think things are going to go nuts. Uh, Mr. Seabad, Otani gets nightly visits from Babe Ruth, who tell him to go get the ball from the dog and wear an L.A. hat. Uh, Dodger Blue, now that Julio is gone, we need another Mexican citizen with Arrozareña. I'm very big on Arrozareña. I think he would excel in Los Angeles, but uh, Canelo, like always, is pouring water on my parade. He's probably right. Why would the Rays want to get rid of that guy? I mean, he, he's good. Uh, Doom Sal, uncomfortable speaking on Yamamoto. He can be a number one starter and has already pitched against MLB players. That is true. He did pitch in uh, the World Baseball Classic. His splitter is ranked higher than any MLB pitcher. Um, look, I am going to be glad to eat crow on this show if Yamamoto, especially if he comes to the Dodgers and just dominates. Um so let's see here. Um, uh, Tim Rogers, no use trading Cartaya when his value is so low. I mean, Cartaya, I, I, I'm getting to the point now. Are we ever even going to see Cartaya make it to the major leagues? Um, I, I'm just, it's fascinating to me what's happened to that, that guy's career. Uh, Mr. Seabad, Dodgers pitching scouts know what they're doing. Trust the system. 
Victor Fuentes. Let's go get third baseman Paredes and Rice Arena. Um, that's going to be, you're going to give up a lot for that, right, Canelo? A Rosarena and who else? Who else Paredes. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be a lot for anybody that's under team control, making less money because they're not on the open market. That's going to be a lot, dude. So um, you got to be willing to pair some of these prospects away. I think more fans, especially after the last two years, are extremely open to it. I know I've opened up to a little, a little bit. I'm usually, you know, certified prospect hugger. Like I, I value these guys. Now I think it's kind of you got to put things in motion, get some guys. So I, I'll be excited for any type of moves they make for positions of need. Uh, Dodger Blue, Arasarena is clutch on the big stage. Michael Carrillo, I think that's uh, probably the lesson we're learning today, and that is you can't prospect hug. Only very few prospects turn into anything. You know, for the longest time, I, I, I think you were right. All the prospects the Friedman traded, he traded away the right ones. He really he got burned occasionally. I mean, everybody loves to uh, bring up Alvarez and stuff like that. Um, Tim Rogers, it's personal. Vivas is such a good dude. Juan Ramos, yeah, you're you're preaching at the choir here, Juan. Uh, can you all imagine Randy in the is in the Dodgers platooning player energy playing at Dodger Stadium? Yeah, I I mean I really think that dude would excel. Uh, DJ Jesse again, a lot of the same. We need that spark attitude from Rosarena. Can you imagine Randy's energy playing at Dodger Stadium? Uh, we need something though. I mean, we talked about this ad nauseum at the end of the season. We had all those guys. It looked like they had something going with like the Freddie dance and whatever. But you've got Rojas. You had Peralta last year where they're trying to bring this energy. What's the spark you you, you just mentioned, Juan? What is the thing that's going to actually ignite them that makes them push past how reserved they are and how that impacts the lineup when they come up to the plate? Yeah. And I also feel like that's why Dodger uh, Dodger fans get a bad rap, right? When everybody watches the playoffs and go, oh, all those other crowds are so much, you know, more energized and stuff like that. Dude, Dodger fans will go nuts if you give them a reason to go nuts. Yeah, uh, I mean, that's just the same thing with sports in general. Like, I mean, like my best friend's a Phillies fan. They haven't experienced the postseason until last year for like 10, 12 years. So, of course, you know, that's the team that everybody was talking about was the Phillies. And of course they're going to go berserk. They haven't been been to the dance in so long. Dodger fans, we're just so used to it. And we're so destroyed emotionally because <laughs> we see them lose. We've only seen them win one year. So that means all the other years we've seen them lose in some sort of fashion, usually in humiliating ways, especially those early years when I was in, in high school, middle school, and I had to go and bear down on all that, all those jokes about Kershaw. So like the Dodgers, they are spoiled because we've been there so long, but Sometimes it, it, it does become become a, like a little bit of a nightmare. You know, it's kind of like I was tone deaf this year. I agree with you, Juan. Like it didn't hurt me as much as the years prior because I was just like, I kind of expected something like that to happen. I was like, this shit doesn't hurt me anymore. I was like, I've seen so much worse. So it's whatever. But. I, I, I won't say that I expected it, but when it happened, I wasn't surprised. I, I, I'll say that. Uh, the ghost of Al Davis, Mr. Raider, Philip Lopez. We need that Arosarena energy uh, with them boots. Yes, the famous cowboy boots at Dodger Stadium. Uh, Victor Fuentes, Dodgers could always trade a Rosarena if he doesn't pan out with years of control still left. I don't know about that, Victor. If, if they're going to get him, 
I don't think they would be willing to trade him, but um, we'll see. There's a lot of uh, Rice Arena love here. Uh, uh, Tim Rogers is joining the train. He says we do need Rice Arena. Mr. Seabad, Rays are not going to give away Rice Arena for a prospect, only they want more. Jose Ayala, four years, 60 million was a mistake. Uh, Tim Rogers, when the Dodgers got Geeka back, CT3 got better. Dodgers need two super versatile guys the way they move players around. Okay, here's a new package. Michael Carrillo. Rays would not say no to the would not say to this. Frasso rushing stone bush for Randy and Glasnow. Ooh, Michael, that seems like a lot. Uh, Reyna, what uh, what say you on that trade scenario? I, I I keep hearing rushing, but I don't have him on my list on the 40-man roster. Did, are we bringing him up? Are we not bringing him up? He's not on the 40-man because he wasn't eligible for to be like draft eligible, Rule 5 draft. So he's only like 21 years old still. Like he, He's fresh in the system. The other guys, are I think, are on the 40-man Um mm-hmm. I think Frasso is on there. Stone, Bush, they, they're yep. on there. Um, so rushing's the only outlier, but he is technically, I think, with the winter or fall update, he's technically the Dodgers' number one overall prospect. Or I think it's Michael Bush and then rushing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, Mr. Seabat coming in here. Geeka knows he's a utility player without question. Geeka is also clutch in the playoffs. So is CT3. Don't let him go. Uh, Tim Rogers, Muncie as a DH would be great without Otani. We'll we'll see what happens there. Muncie is a, a Victor Fuentes. Muncie's a horrible third baseman. Maybe sign Turner to a year deal. There you go, Reina. Uh, Michael Carrillo, that's the thing. You still need a third baseman. Michael Carrillo is not high on Matt Chapman. Ooh, Chapman is horrible. Uh, Mr. Seabad, Muncie hits 30 plus home runs per season. He's not going anywhere. Michael Carrillo Chapman is going to be the new Josh Donaldson. Oh, wow. Michael, you are, you really, did, did Matt Chapman do something to you? I mean. What's uh, Josh Donaldson though? Because <laughs> are we talking about A's Josh Donaldson or Blue Jays Josh Donaldson? Or are we talking about Yankees Josh Donaldson? Hell, I have, I'll even take Braves Josh Donaldson. That dude's a dog. Besides when he started getting bad, that's just because he got older, but. I, Matt Chapman, the peripherals don't look like they're going to be well. He didn't hit well at all last year. Um, well, he hit really well in the beginning of the season and then plateaued and then flatlined at, at, from midway to the end. But he still plays really good defense. I don't really don't see the Dodgers overpaying. It sounds like he's going to get a pretty big contract. So, I, like, like I said, get ready for Muncie to head over there. Hopefully that he works on his defensive drills this spring training. Maybe goes on a little bit of a diet, not saying anything. But that's kind of what the Dodgers are planning for right now. And a big thank you to Jose Ayala, man, because he did the super chat. Thank you for your contribution. Uh, so he's jumping. The, he's jumping the line right now. Uh, and that is what do you guys think on the Giants saying they will not be beat in getting Otani? Hope price doesn't get too high. Saludos at Bakers, but L.A. Puente, uh, LA Puente guy. Um, Reina? I know you would probably be okay with seeing Otani in San Francisco, right? I'm I'm good with that. I I just I don't I don't think the hype is that great. Like, yes, he is a unicorn. He might pitch, you know, once once he recovers from from whatever surgery he just got. Because I don't. It wasn't Tommy John, right? He was just. They're not calling know. it Tommy John, but it basically is, right? The reconstruction of the- Tommy John Light. <laughs> so. <laughs> 
I just, if he goes to the Giants, that's fine. They they still need to build a team around that anyway because, you know, they've been struggling a little bit. I, I just, I don't think it's worth the money. I agree. I think uh, Pablo uh, XH34, we need pitching. We really just need to focus on pitching. We can shift around the outfield and the infield. We can we can cobble that together. Would it be great to bolster those pieces? Sure, but we need pitching. I think that's where we need to focus everything at. Uh, Doom Sal agreeing with a lot of uh, what was already said, which is why bring back all these past players? Uh, they they won one ring with all of them in their prime. Dodgers need youth. Victor Fuentes, I'm hoping the Cardinals have a bad year so we can trade for Nolan Arenado. The only thing that concerns me is Nolan now is getting older also. So you're going to, and he's got a big contract. So you're going to have Federico, you're going to have Mookie and Nolan's contract all at the same time. I I mean, I want to give Friedman credit here for this. And that is he is at least trying to win now, but also still build for the future. Um, uh, Jose, again, guys, everything is holding on until Otani signs. Once that happens, everything's going to go nuts. Uh, Tim Rogers letting us know that Bach has made a ton of progress. The ghost of Al Davis, Mr. Raider. He, he really is not a fan of Austin Barnes. So trade Barnes. Please just get rid of him. He's the strikeout king. Automatic out. Uh, Tim Roger, loudest, loudest bat in spring training was Thyron Liranzano. Okay. Uh, Dodger Blue, Randy Rice Arena. Oh, Jesus Hawkins. Austin Barnes equals AJ Ellis. That's the name of the past. Both, both of them are Clayton Kershaw's personal catchers. So you can thank Kershaw for those guys being on the team. Uh, Michael Carrillo, Barnes was the bottom 5%, 5% statistically for hitting. Jesus Hawkins, wasn't Barnes the worst batting average in MLB? The ghost of Al Davis, uh, he, he agrees. Victor Fuentes really wants to trade for Nolan Arenado. Uh, Tim Rogers, more lefties with Lux and Otani. Cody is right. Um, Juan Ramos, Jock Peterson, no. That's right. Let's move forward. Let's let's move forward. Let's stay out of the past. Victor Fuentes, he doesn't want to bring back Jock. Uh, Mr. Seabat, stop worrying about the lineup. Otani will sign and the Dodgers will win the 2024 World Series. And yes, I drink. Ah, Doom Sal, this is something that we've talked about in past shows. Otani will stay in Anaheim. I still think there is a possibility that that would happen. Um, Michael Carrillo, we should sign Whit Merrifield. He hits for average and is fast. Canelo, that's a name that I've heard. Um, any any uh, chances of that? Uh, for what, the Dylan Cease thing? Or? No, the Whit Merrifield. Honestly, I'm – he's a little bit older, but I would like to see the Dodgers kind of get somebody to permanently play like second base. Um, because I think I love Moogie Betts like versatility and probably wanting to have fun, play second base. At the end of the day, Moogie Betts' best position for the Dodgers is playing right field, the place where he's won a bunch of gold gloves, is an elite outfielder out there. He's way better than Jason Hayward. Jason Hayward had a plus five defensive run saved. Mookie Betts is almost three times better than that if he gets a full season out there. Um I would like for the Dodgers to push for that way. I would like for them to kind of have more consistency because even with those, those years like 2020, 2019, 18, I feel like there was still versatility, but you still had your same guys playing the same positions, probably like 90% of the year. It was really only 
Kiki and Chris Taylor that were moving everywhere. Everyone else kind of had their set position. Cody Bellinger was the only one that kept moving positions, but other than that, they were pretty they were pretty standstill. Like they were pretty good. It was just the two players and I feel like they've gotten way too involved in trying to if, like get everybody to be Chris Taylor, Kiki Hernandez 2.0. <laughs> Do you think, especially, I mean, Juan, you can chime in here too, especially with how close to the vest they played the the injuries last year. Do you think maybe Mookie being at second base has to do, you know, in seasons past, he had that, I think that bone spur on his hip. Do you think it's a protection thing where maybe he can't play right field as, as much as he did in the past? Or are we trying to protect him, keeping him more in the infield? No, I think because once... I think the biggest indicator, and this is just kind of for me, like playing even later in like to like my years, it's really hard to go from one position and then switch immediately to a, an entirely different uh, position. He went from second base to right field pretty often, um, and that's a pretty big switch up on the arm, body. Like when you're throwing a baseball, you're using your whole body, especially from the outfield. Um, I think if there was any indication that his health was kind of affecting his outfield play they would probably just say he's not going to play the outfield at all um maybe not outright but he would probably play almost every game at second um i definitely i'm open to the idea of him going there permanently later down the line when he you know he's getting past his prime um but i i I think some of these teams go way too fast in putting these guys into a different position. I like a recent one, like around here is the Phillies decide to, to put Bryce Harper at first base permanently next year. I am personally, I don't agree with that decision. I think it's the same thing with Mookie Betts, Bryce Harper. He's a very athletic player and he's got a cannon. And before he got Tommy John, he was one of the best right fielders in baseball. And, and that's kind of where I see Mookie Betts as well. I want Mookie Betts to go back to right field I want them to get a second baseman, which is why I want like Miguel Vargas or say if they pull off a trade for another shortstop, maybe give Gavin Lux another shot at second. Like just give somebody consistent playing time there so Mookie can stay in right field. Like that's just my personal take on all that. All right, we're going to start wrapping things up. Uh, we're going to uh, we're running out of time here, but so I'm going to try to get through these comments as as, as quickly as I can. Uh, Bienvenido, Roy Estrada. I, and Roy is on the Randy Rosarena train. He, he thinks it would be a great pickup. Jesus Jaquez, uh, what is Nelson Cruz doing for the team? It was just announced he is going to be a special assistant. I don't think they've announced. Reina, have they announced what his actual role is? What I hope it is, is he's going to help sign Caribbean players for, for the Doyers. Yeah, no, they haven't done anything beyond just announcing the position. From what I've seen, There's there's been no press releases or anything yet about about what he'll end up doing abstract cat uh, sign otani and yamamoto and trade for randy and i'm satisfied i would be satisfied with that as well i'm trusting your guys's opinion on yamamoto so i would be satisfied with that uh just an option 2020 doesn't count again yeah i mean yeah, that poor 2020 world series man it, it just i guess it's not real uh roy estrada other stadiums are smaller and enclosed will fill the stadium but it's open I, I get what you're saying. Uh, again, more, more, no love for 2020. 2020 doesn't count. It's a loser. Mr. Seabed, you want energy and raw raws from fans. It's pretty easy. Score runs, shut down opposition players, and win playoff games. Absolutely. Give them any prospects outside of Bobby Miller. Uh, I don't think that's, uh, you know, that that off, Astro Cat. Um, we never Bobby use Miller our prospects. 
We never use our prospects anyway, so use them as trade bait. Um, yeah, Bobby Miller seemed to me of the the guys that we saw, the prospects that we saw last year, he seemed to me the one that was special. The other ones were good, but Bobby Miller to me was was a little different, and I'm hoping that he just takes that next step and he hopefully will become dominant. Uh, Pablo, uh, I personally don't care who they pick up. They need to get their pitching and bats on the same page. It seems like when pitching is on point, bats are cold. And when bats are on fire, pitching is off. Yeah, I, there's, there's no lies detected there, Pablo. Uh, Victor Fuentes, too cold in San Francisco for Otani to play. Uh, the ghost of Al Davis, Mr. Raider, Philip Lopez, Tommy John Light. Um, Abstracat, Otani can pitch next year. That'll be 2025. Otani wants to play in the playoffs every year. Sorry, Giants, you're out. That's from Mr. Seabat. Abstracat, yes, he wants Austin Barnes out. Roy Estrada, we're going to probably end on this. Um, do the Braves get Cease over the Dodgers? Canelo has convinced me I don't want Cease. I, I, and part of me now is wondering, Canelo, is this the Dodgers leaking out fake information could this cease thing be a distraction because the Dodgers are really working on something else? It could be. Um, I definitely think their interest in cease is valid because they were actually interested in last trade deadline. Uh, so were like the Orioles and a couple other teams in the pitching. The White Sox at the time had a different, uh, different guys in charge. They were let go at the end of the season or almost at the end of the season. And now they have a new direction where they pretty much said anybody's available. Um, Obviously, I've wrote, I, I, I've written a couple articles about Cease. Um, I'm not very high on Cease. I think it's a it's a injury waiting to happen. And if you're going to trade the house to get him and his two years of control, um, it's it's something the Dodgers really can't take a, a risk on. Um, especially say if he goes down and you traded some of those pitchers that came up last year that helped us, say an Emmett Sheehan or Ryan Pepio, um, if they're not there to come and and replace him if he goes down with an elbow injury, um, that's, then they're going to be in big trouble. And it's just the peripherals that I've seen. You know, his, his ERA went up, his, his barrels, they were getting – the exit velocities were up, his slider's not looking good, and he's pretty much just a three-pitch pitcher. Um, similar to um, the Atlanta Braves, Spencer Strider, you know, they kind of look alike with the mustache, but got a pitch similar as well. Um, if he's not getting guys out with his fastball, he's vulnerable, and – you know, the Dodgers pitches like pitchers, they're prone to giving up home runs. And it just seems like an issue that they couldn't fix with Lynn. If it's something that they can't fix with Cease, um, I don't really see giving up some of these guys. I would rather just roll the dice to say, give Evan Sheehan a, a shot rather than Dylan Cease. Um, and he, Roy also mentioned, do the Braves get him? Everything I'm seeing, one of these guys that is pretty close to, I believe, Bob Nightingale, I think the Braves are extremely close in getting him uh, either today or tomorrow. All right. Breaking news right there. Uh, just an option. Amy, keeping it real. Don't believe the hype. Only 1.010 OPS. Um, I think that's uh, Abstracat. Don't believe the hype of the back-to-back -back MVP. Um, I, I guess they don't like the fact that you don't like Otani. I, uh, I, mean, think he's a, I think he's a great player. I just think we need more starting pitching right now than what we would spend to get a DH and a potential future pitcher. I think he's a great player. I just don't want to break the bank on him. I don't think 
this is how I view Shohei. I don't view him as a player on the player payroll. I view him. I, I've expressed it too. He's a like a marketing decision. The amount of money he makes off the field, like Keith Law put a thing out. I brought it up on the last time I, we were here on the live. He makes around like seventy to a hundred million dollars before he even steps on the field between advertisements, TV deals in Japan. I think the Dodgers, that's why the Blue Jays have been rumored that they have a co-ownership group uh, from the Rogers Corporation or whatever, whoever owns that stadium. It's a guy that you want that the face of your franchise to be. I don't think the contract would pay for itself just for his advertisements. So is that going to make my season ticket go down? No, <laughs> probably not. So Okay, then uh, I, I, I still don't, it's still, the juice isn't worth the squeeze for me. <laughs> Uh, Kyle Paulson <laughs> uh, is Pepio a, a trade package you know what I didn't think that but once he signed with Scott Boris we've talked about this with other shows I think now he might be uh, in a trade package uh, Reina do you think Popote uh, might be traded I would have said no up until I found out about the the Boris uh, or Scott Boris being his agent. So who knows? But I mean, if we can if we can use him to trade, throw him in. I guess we didn't even get to see him in the postseason. So, uh, Canelo, what are, what are the few? What does the future look like for Popote with the Dodgers? I think if anything, if they're not getting him into a trade package for some but something they need they'll probably hold on to him until he gets to his later Arb years. And then they'll probably look to move on from him bearing any chance that he does sign an extension. It, it is rare. A Boris client does sign an extension. Um, it's usually the bigger fish that always test free agency, but there have been guys that uh, Boris represents that do sign extensions. It's just, I mean, Pepio just hasn't really shown much to warrant an extension just because he hasn't gotten that opportunity yet. So Maybe 2024 is the or the year that he puts it all in. Uh, Broman, 74. Dude, it's crazy you guys think Otani is not needed. It's not your money. As a fan, we want it. Truth, L.A. Dodgers do need Otani, especially all the failed playoffs except for the COVID-2020. Hey, I put out a tweet. I said Otani or bust. So that's blowing up on my feed right now. So. Uh, Mr. Seabad, don't get rid of Barnes. He's an emergency catcher and future OKC or Rancho Quake coach. Uh, Abscrat agrees with cosign with the with the bro man. Roy Estrada, uh, Cody, as long as we get Yamamoto, then pivot to Bar to Burns. Well, I that rumor is never going to go away until he finally does get traded. Victor Fuentes, bring back Trevor Bauer. I I don't know if that's going to happen. I don't even know if that's an option anymore. Uh, Mr. Seabad, getting Cody back is like having your mother-in-law move into your house. Uh, Abstracat, Lux is trade bait. You know, yeah, a couple of episodes, I think we were we were hinting at that, that, you know, maybe the Dodgers had soured on, on Gavin Lux. Uh, Victor Fuentes, I haven't heard anyone trade for Corbin Burns. Um, bro, man, I get worried about Otani not pitching in 24 at, at an elite Cy Young level again. There's a chance. Nobody knows. He's an elite athlete. My bet, he, he comes back and pitches at an elite level. That is going to be a big risk. Uh, Mr. Seabad, great show, Kanyasada. Better than watching Housewives of East L.A. Thank you very much, sir. Um, Pablo, Otani, Yamamoto, Randy Rice Arena, and $40 Micheladas next year. I think that's what La, La Reina was hinting at. I think your season ticket might go up there, Reina. 
Uh, Broman 74 dude, I do think if the Dodgers lose Otani to the Cubs, the Dodgers will be haunted by that. Otani will take the emerging Cubs to a championship. We cannot lose Otani if we really want him. Greatest player ever. Tocada DJ. Mookie doesn't want to be a right fielder. He wants to be an infielder. Uh, Simeon, I got your update on the Lakers. I appreciate that. Uh, Oscar Prince. Uh, Mookie will be a pitcher by 2027. Jose Ayala, shout out to you guys. Your show is awesome. I'm here at work. Love hearing you guys talk Dodgers baseball. Keep up the good work. Jose, we love you, man. We appreciate the support. Roy Estrada, bless you, Bleed Los. Proud Mexicano, go blue. Broman74, uh, dude. Great show and informative discussion. Let's go, Dodgers. Uh, Mr. Seabed, Mookie wants to be a World Series champion. He will play or do anything to achieve that. Uh, Oscar Prince, I want Bauer back in Dodger Blue. Uh, Dan Inspiration, Otani brings in as much money as the Dodgers are going to pay him. Uh, or Oscar Prince, Urias is listed as a free agent. Mr. Seabed, Boris equals Lord Farquhar from Shrek. Dan Inspiration, get Josh Hader. We need a lefty reliever bad. Uh, and then Oscar Prince, Otani ain't pitching this year. I want to end the show on this Josh Hader thing because I've heard that rumor also. Um, Reina, would you want Josh Hader in the bullpen? I mean, I guess he would bolster. I'd have to look at his stats or pick. Wow, Cody I love the excitement in your voice. You you, just, uh, you really want Josh Hader, don't you? I mean, he's he's a reliever. I mean, he, he could be a potential closer, especially like it, Evan Phillips got a little shaky at the end of the year. Um, so, I mean, you could potentially do that. But, I mean, without looking at his stats right now, I'd have I'd probably have to defer to Cody on that. Canelo, are you ready for one inning and I'm not going to pitch more than one inning? I won't pitch in back-to-back games or, or whatever the stories were that were coming out of San Diego. I mean, one, I think a lot of that was they they were like out of contention, even though they weren't. And the vibes in that entire clubhouse were just bad. Um, blame it on the leader, I guess, um, with, with Bob Melvin not getting the clubhouse together, but Josh Hader in the Dodgers bullpen lefty closer. I'd sign up right now. Um, I know he's going to cost a lot. He's probably going to get a similar deal that Kenley Jansen got a couple years ago. So it is something that Freeman's done before. Um, and Freeman's kind of been pretty aggressive in the free agent market um, with some of his signings for bullpen pieces. Like I, like in my opinion, I think he overpaid for Joe Kelly, like when he signed him originally for what they got. Um, I could see him definitely flirting with the idea of adding Hater. I mean, arguably he is, in my mind, the best closer in baseball. You got Devin Williams right there. Um, the Aurora around Phillips is kind of gone for me. I, I think he should be shifted back to that high leverage pitcher that he was in like 2021, um, where you can get him kind of what Ryan Brazier was for us this uh, this past year, get him in like the sixth, seventh, maybe the eighth of your setup guy, and then go for Hater. I assume when Hader gets a contract and say the, the playoffs are on the line, if they ask Hader, Hey, can you give us two innings? Like we definitely need it. And like, there's like five lefties that are coming up in the order. I think he'll definitely go and attack it. Um, but yeah, I, I'd sign up, but I definitely think some other team's going to overpay to get, to get, uh, to get him. And we're back in the same boat again. We still don't really have a closer. We're kind of, I think the Dodgers, committee. I think the Dodgers should, from what I've seen, the kind of like with how the trade market is, I really don't think they're going to get a big time starting pitcher unless it's the free agent market. If they want to beef up the bullpen as much as they can, 
and go with these four or five inning starting pitchers and then go straight to the bullpen. I guess that's their philosophy with moving forward, similar to what the Rays do. It's it's not a five-man pitching staff. It's that 14-man pitching rotation. Everybody's available. If that's the way they're going to run the team, that's the way they're going to run the team. I, I still think they're going to be in on these Japanese pitchers because it just makes sense. But these other guys that are out there in the trade market, they're, I, I'm not sold. I don't think they're sold on it either. Um, I don't think they're going to overpay for some guys. If they get out of the comfort zone with with dollars and years, they're not going to give it. And I mentioned it before. The, the the biggest pitching contract Freeman gave out before was Trevor Bauer, and that even that was only three years. And it, it's just something that Freeman hasn't shown to do in the past. He has shown to be aggressive in the bullpen, like I said, with like Joe Kelly, Hanley Jansen, and their deals in the past. But other than that, yeah, I I, I, I assume they're going to go that route. Uh, Broman74, dude, I've read that Otani may ask for an opt-out in 2026 uh, so he can show that he can still pitch uh, elite again and go back to being a free agent market. Also, Otani's team is asking for an opt-out if the team signs falls below 500. I think if that is true, Broman, I think that makes the Dodgers the perfect choice for him to go. Play a couple of years, maybe fool around, win a World Series, and then go be a free agent and, and get a lot of money. I'm okay with that. I, I, I don't need Otani to be a lifetime Dodger. If he comes here for a couple of years and he helps the Dodgers win the World Series, I'll be very happy with that. Uh, Mr. Seabat, Josh Hader, a potential Dodger, makes me throw up in my mouth. No. Uh, just an option. Get Otani for the closer. Uh, Jay Martin, no on Hader. Dan inspiration. How about turn Kershaw into a reliever? He's a lefty. Look, if Kershaw doesn't come back, he's only coming back a, a, as a starter. So if he can't make it, I, I do think he's probably going to retire. Uh, Mr. Seabad, uh, closer by committee does work. If you have the horses, Rangers proved that in 2023. Uh, Roy Estrada signed Dwight Howard. Diddy Wade heard they like to bring up the rear all right then we're gonna end it on that one roy you uh you killed it there i want to thank all of you guys for joining us on the live we got a big weekend coming up the winter meetings start on sunday we're probably going to do a live next week i don't know what day but if there is huge news i know babyface thinks that the that the uh the otani signing might happen at the end of the winter meetings I know Tim Rogers tells me it's not official that the 40 man is not full. I just don't see how the Dodgers are going to make all these signings unless they move some of these people. So I hopefully expect the Dodgers are going to be making some moves. Um, but who knows with this team, right? I, I reserve my judgment until I see what Friedman does, but. Look, guys, make sure you're subscribed to the podcast. Make sure you guys are subscribed to the YouTube channel. Follow us on the social media. We let you guys know when we're going to decide to go live. Sometimes when we have news, we want to go live and we want to talk to you guys. We Look, I hear you guys. I, I know you guys want this to be more interactive, this, this show. So we're going to make these lives a little more interactive. We're going to get your feedback because you guys are the best fans. And then you guys support us and, and we... We can't thank you enough for doing that. You guys know your baseball. You educate me in my ignorance when it comes to uh, Japanese pitchers. So you guys make me better. So I, I want to thank our, my, my colegas, 
Uh, yo ha sido su servidor, Juan Ramírez, de parte de mi colega, El Canelo, Cody Snavely, which you can read his stuff on Dodgers Beat. You can also read him on the Diamond Club and the podcast where him and Tim Rogers seem to dominate Dodgers uh, conversation. La Reina, La Reina de Playa Larga, we haven't seen her in a while. I'm so happy that she was able to join us. She comes in with her hot takes, and as you can see, she's wearing the baseball merch, and she's got the, the what, what's that, that company that makes that hat, Reina? Baseballism. There you go, ba baseballism. But uh, you can read La, La Reina stuff. Follow her on the social media. That's that's the easiest way to be able to read her stuff. Um, that's going to be a baby face is somewhere around here. Uh, Juan Ramos, uh, gra gracias to you all. Have a good night. Uh, baby face is back to being uh, the voice in the, the the voice in the sky. Anyways, um, this has been a great time, guys. Uh, and hope you join us for the next one. Let other people know. Let them all chime in. We love it when the comment section is, is, is on fire. Nos vemos para la próxima. This episode of the Bleed Lows podcast has been brought to you by betonline.ag, where the game starts. Nos vemos. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. Spring? Is that you? Warmer temps mean new Allbirds styles. Meet the Super Light Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. They've designed must-have travel styles for when you need to jet. The lighter-than-air feel and barely-there fit makes these shoes some of the most packable styles ever. That means more comfort and less baggage. Take the Super Light Tree Runner on your next adventure. Its cushy, lightweight foam midsole supports every step, and the extra outsole traction gives you the grip to just go for it. The Eucalyptus Fiber Upper adds next-level breathability to keep you going all day. Plus, the Super Light Tree Runner is comfortable and ready to go right out of the box. So, what can you do in a Super Light shoe? What can't you do is the better question. And because they're super packable, the real question is, where are you taking them? Experience how Allbirds redefines comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com, code SUPER24.